break. Getting back on the I-44, headed back to my grandma's place. Yeah, yeah, my grandma recently passed. Actually, it's been a pretty rough period of time for me and a lot, a lot of transition. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I don't like usually talk about a lot of my personal stuff on on my show and, and different things, but you know, I was I was in a relationship recently that that had ended and like I don't know I've <laughs> I've not necessarily been the best boyfriend and like I I, I don't know I could have done better at the same time like I don't know I don't want to get too too deep into shit honestly like it's it's not really the place for this but um, I've had a lot to learn and a lot to grow from and a lot of ways to improve my character and and I've been trying to, to make the best of it right now and you know, my, my grandma had passed and around Thanksgiving or so and she had mental Alzheimer's. I loved her to death and and um, shortly after um, me and my girl ended up splitting up and I ended up moving into her place and I've just kind of set up my little art studio and just been trying to just really just get back into the into the creative space and, and uh, get back to myself and uh, Kind of moving from there, and it's that's been a tough, tough journey, even for me. Like we're talking about alcohol and stuff. Like I've gone through different periods of, of not managing alcohol necessarily the best in my life, and so I've gone through some of that in that space. And but it, it's been nice to be able to do it alone for the most part, um, and not like really excessively. Honestly, it's just it just kind of helps sometimes too. So like I'm not I'm no better or no worse than anybody. Like I'm not I'm trying to sit here and like totally dog it. Like it can be helpful. It's still medicine. All this stuff is medicine. Like whether it's alcohol, prescription drugs, anything, marijuana, like whatever the fuck. It's all cheeseburgers. Like I said earlier, it's it's whatever works for you and like it's a matter of like knowing your limits with things and then trying to stay in balance with that and not hurt yourself or the people around you and and that's not easy. It's fucking so hard being human. It's so hard. It's it's and yet not at the same time. It's kind of it's kind of a paradox. Is you can actually just make that choice to just enjoy life, and and you know happiness is a choice. It's really difficult to see that that way sometimes when we have all these external circumstances that are constantly like pulling us in so many directions. But you always really do have a choice, and it's a matter of like how much faith you have in life and in yourself to like. And, and willpower to make that choice, to choose the things that are going to make you happy, to choose the things that are not going to destroy your body and your life, because you feel some type of way about what's happening, and and uh, and that's 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 quite the task for everybody. We're all dealing with that, but at the end of the day, we have to move past it, or we get fucked up. We die. We get hurt. We hurt people around us, and we we don't get to create. And that's what we're here for: is to create and to love. And I don't know. That's that's what I found is like the two things that really kept me hanging on to just like wanting to even keep going in all this is that I do have the power to create from nothing just ideas just can just come to you from nowhere and like that's magic and a lot of it seems like that place of it's um it's like a womb it's like a baby being born it's like a child or a creation your creations are kind of like your children too and they need love they need your attention they need your focus your determination and your energy and that's what i found sometimes things that can be addictive on one end can actually kind of help with that because on one sense like 
if they if they didn't have drugs and alcohol, like fuck music, like there wouldn't be like good all good music would not exist for the most part. Not saying that there isn't great music that's written by people that are completely sober, but it's this drama that we all experience. It's that that level of of pain and of 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 just those processes that that makes it so relatable sometimes where if you're creating a song or you're creating a painting and like you know whatever it is it's like you can tell that person's right at their limit or right at their edge and sometimes people need that realness to to be reminded that hey it's gonna be okay like that you can be the point where you're wanting to fucking kill yourself and the only thing that's getting you through it is what you're creating and then people can feel that from you and they're like wow like I can create too, or I can do that too, no matter how bad things are. I can still do that. I can still make that choice. And that's that's why I love art so much, honestly, and and, and music is, is that no matter how bad things are, you can really, you can put it to pen and paper. You can put it, you know, to, uh, you know, paint in the canvas. Like, you can always do that, no matter what. Um, sometimes you might not be feeling it in the moment, that's fine, but it's always there just gonna have the the, the the gumption to go ahead and do it and that's that goes with so many other areas of life you can take it as a larger metaphor that like your whole life is a canvas you know and you can choose to you know work on this little part here or there or not at all and like watch it fall off and then like you lose the energy or the essence or the the, the, the motivation to work on that part of it and sometimes in in a sense like it's maybe the best thing that never happened you know sometimes you go through certain processes of completion and incompletion to realize maybe, hey, I didn't want to do that in the first place because I was doing it because somebody else wanted me to or I was influenced or I was whatever. I wasn't myself. And it took me going through that process to actually understand what that even means because it's, it is really complicated being human. It's not easy. Yeah, it's like there's you know a million different things that can be medicine or they can be toxic, right? So it's a quantum thing. It's like how much of each of them are you taking? Are you, are you taking an amount that's going to have a good outcome that you want? And maybe some of them are you're supposed to just not even take, you know, if you don't want certain outcomes. Like if you don't want to be tripped out and feel like you're dying, then don't take a like two-eighths of mushrooms at the same time. Like it's, <laughs> it's, that's not how it works. Like if you just want to be maybe question a you know a situation in your in your life then only take a couple mushrooms you don't need the whole fucking bag that might be too much at once i mean unless you have a unless you have a weekend like if you're driving in the car and you just need a little bit of a buzz then to drink a little bit of caffeine and maybe take a hit of weed or something that it's not the time to take like a half of mushrooms when you're trying to drive in the car even though at a, at a completely different time in your life it might be the right time to do that because you know it could help you uh, with the fear of death or something. And then you can you can even take the 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 that as a larger metaphor too of, of even just the car like even like look at the entomology of the word car and like um, in the word incarnation in the world the world of flesh and that like you're driving the car you're driving the Adam Cadman that's the blueprint of the physical reality like where the, us as human beings like you can just look at. The ratios of, of your your bicep bone, your forearm bone, your hand bone, your finger bones, it's all five. It's all this whole physical world really is. And so, like, you're driving the car. You're driving the physical world. You're driving the beast. You know, you're driving the animal, the animus. Like, you're, you're always manifesting 
always like you're constantly manifesting you're constantly projecting and it's a matter of like recognizing what you, what are you actually creating and that's your that's it you're constantly creating all we are is frequency and vibration and like what vibe are you putting out and what ones are you accepting in your space and how the, are those reflecting with one another and harmonizing with one another and if there's things that are happening in your reality that's not reflective of how you truly well it's always going to be reflective of how you truly feel or whatever you are on the inside because it's happening but it's a matter of if you want to continue that if you really want to continue to feel that or continue living in that and then like okay how do I need to adjust my frequency is it do I need to maybe make sure that I'm actually on top of my nutrition and my meditation and yoga or whatever your routine is that you know is you you know or, or what things do I need to change in my routine or add to it or whatever to stay in balance because that's the thing I find is most important a lot of times it's just maintaining that balance of self-care and 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 like if you want to help other people like not getting so strung out on like helping other people you forget to help yourself because if you can't help yourself or love yourself enough or have that you're always expending all this energy and getting and getting spread thin you're, no, you're useless to anybody anyway because you're, you're not giving them your full energy. Like, it's a totally different quality, and it's just not it's just not your 100%. And that's the most important thing is to make sure that you're able to give your 100% because, you know, the people around you deserve it. Life deserves it. You deserve the, your, your greatest potential, you know. And, and there's so many decisions that we make that take us away from that and 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 even sometimes like we got to learn you got to have those lessons to learn how to access our greatest potential and that always changes that's why I get back again it's so hard being human it's like the hardest game ever to play in reality is, is we got all these decisions and then on top of it is all this fucking fake matrix crazy bullshit that everybody is inundated with that they don't even sometimes blink twice at but it's always happening to us and we just accept it and we don't like we just get lazy <laughs> we're just like so lazy and we're accepting that we're basically slaves and that we're we're being tortured in our being we're being like completely manipulated to think that we're com- like 100% like a total 180 from what we actually are and disempowering ourselves and not being able to, to connect with one another because we're so caught up in our own bullshit but that's, that's what this whole program does the, the, the whole yeah we're being mind controlled get over it like it's real it's actually happening like if you're if you're dreaming a lot of times and you don't know what you're dreaming like yeah that, that's a whole other aspect to our being that we're not talked about in school yeah you can have you can lucid dream you can experience other dimensions and realities of your creation and your in your capacities as a creator being and some people don't give a fuck about that and that's fine it doesn't matter like you 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 know but it does at the same time a lot because it's what we are and as long as we're divided and we're clueless basically about what we actually are we're really easy to manipulate yeah we got to get our uh, thoughts emotions and actions collectively in line with uh, the truth of uh, what reality we actually want to live in because it's determined by law and cause and effect what is required to make a change on this planet and like for me it's it's difficult to struggle with the uh, internal addictions to bad emotions and bad thinking oh fuck yeah that's that's one of the hardest ones 
and that's that's actually I think the linchpin to a lot of almost pretty much any and all addictions is like our own addictions to our own suffering and wanting to perpetuate those cycles because it's all it all kind of does come down to chemistry like it, stress hormones and like the whole chemical soup that happens in your brain surrounding stressful situations and things it can become a lot of like it can become comfortable and a lot of what all like so for some people it can be all they know you know and that's what their safe their safe zone is and it's their safe zone it's chaos and bullshit and that's not really okay it's really not it's not very safe no well like for example i have a big problem you know i use i've been getting better and like but with negative thinking and negative emotions when i dwell dwell in that it throws my actions off because it's connected and so like i can want to do things that'll create a really happy place for me i can want to do the right actions for that and then because my thoughts and emotions are totally not in alignment with that reality i want to create then it turn it throws it's somehow creates actions that i'm taking only half conscious that end up totally sabotaging you know what i'm trying to create and so like that's sort of like for example chris wanted me to drive him all the way to st louis today and i really really hate driving and also i have to drive all the way back and and i was sort of waiting on him all day to get ready and i was like you know i could have re i could react to this by by taking it personally and being like a little bitch about it and then blaming myself and then blaming chris and saying he's a bad person and that he's inconsiderate and that I, that i'm a little bitch because i can't even stand up for myself but what is that going to create because that's going to create bad emotions in myself and then it's going to end up creating a bad outcome in the in the physical world and that's the causal factor one of the two causal factors of what's keeping me in my self-inflicted prison that i've been in you know for my whole life that you know i slowly work out of so i was becoming more aware of that and i had been doing tarot readings with people last night and that was coming up over and over again in the cards was uh even at the last ceremony i got the upside down magician card which sort of just tells you that your thoughts emotions and actions aren't quite in alignment yet and so today i was you know instead of instead of going into weird negative uh thought loops that just go into this rabbit hole of destruction and negativity that that just makes you feel terrible and it makes me it's distracting from driving right because if you're if you're sitting there whining the whole time in your head well that actually sucks energy from you and then you can't focus on driving as much and who knows what kind of shit that can manifest so being aware of that instead i was just like why don't we just forget about all that and just be present and like try to you know just be happy and 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 not be a little bitch about it and so far so good right i mean i've i've had a pretty enjoyable time talking to chris he's he's good to talk to and uh you know if if i would have been in a bad mood this whole time i probably would have said something that he would have been like nathan's a total fucking hypocrite he just pretends to be spiritual and then i need something from him or even even if i was like turned him down i'm like no chris i'm not i'm not actually gonna help you when you need help too long fuck you (laughs) but like no i I super appreciate that too because like yeah in in some senses like i've had a lot going on today and i definitely could have been more considerate and like that's my thing to work through too like i'm not fucking perfect but like i've had a lot going on today that was about 
you know, it was, it was a lot for me to deal with, you know, and like I, my timeline kept shifting for the day and like, but Nathan was like mature enough and kind enough as a friend to like, not even over text or anything, did he give me any heat or like, you know, God damn it or nothing. It was just like, okay, that's cool. No problem. And like that made me feel really good to know that like, I have friends and people in my life like that that actually are, are willing to go out on a limb to help me and then like when I'm like still dealing with my shit they're like no nah, dude it's gonna be okay like we'll get there it's fine and like if, if we didn't get if we wouldn't be talking like right now we'd probably be bitching at each other or something and I'd, I'd be like I'm sorry I'm you know whatever but we're not doing that because it, it's, because Nathan's awesome well, it's, sort, <laughs> it's sort of a choice you know yeah. like you, you sometimes have a choice of which is kind of hard. You got to be. You got to start to be listening to your thoughts, and then you kind of have to start trying to choose to, to not feed certain thoughts, especially when they're deeply indwelled in their patterns that go back a long time in your consciousness, and you don't even realize that you're choosing them. You think they're just automatic, and you're supposed to think that. That's that's how a lot of my uh, burnt-in like brain circuits worked. Is I always thought like that, and I thought that was the only way to be for a long 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 time and so now now it's like i am i'm becoming more aware in the last year or two that it doesn't have to be that way and that i can choose a different thought pattern to it and it doesn't mean that you're you can always choose like sometimes really terrible shit happens and you just need to cry and be really negative for a while because it's not like you can just choose to be positive when your mom dies or your grandma or something. Yeah. You can't just choose not to be sad in certain certain circumstances. So it's like a paradox again. But the other half of that is that, yeah, you know, my friend needs help from me and he trusts me. So why don't I just choose not to be in a bad mood this whole fucking car ride? Because that would probably work out better. And I would probably enjoy myself more. And... All of this occult shit that's connected to this in the future that I'm trying to manifest. If I sit here and complain about some petty thing that's, you know, in the long run, it's, it's just one day of my life. And what else was I even going to do today besides the same shit that I always do in Missouri? Which gets kind of boring. Like, maybe it get me outside of my box a little bit. Even my thinking box, just talking to Chris here. Chris is, like, pretty advanced, I think. I mean, he goes to peyote ceremonies. He does a podcast. I think he's on the right path. So, I was talking to him late, like the other night, pretty much overnight at his house or at Aubrey's house, and I was just staying over there overnight. And I kept wanting to make sure that I that I'm not like uh, overstaying my welcome, right? Because I, you know, it's just a paranoia sometimes. Because we were up really, really late, and uh, they were just encouraging me and making me feel good about myself, right? So why not just return the favor? kind of thing yeah exactly and that this, this reminds me of something that my good friend Patrick Marithi says in one of his songs is like the only thing uh, that is promised to I, us in life is changes that's it it's always always changing and it's a, a lot about how we actually re, not so much react to it but we, how we respond to it and that you can always choose to change the channel and even though like yeah like there can be some insane really bad shit happening and yeah like it it's okay to cry it's okay to be upset it's okay to be angry and those things and it's like it, 
it just it just like it, those kinds of moments that they force us to to really look at those intricacies and like how it is always kind of an up and a down but even even in the midst of that that we still have a we do still have a choice we still have the ability to to make those changes whatever they are there's always changes happening to us but we also can affect change at the same time so it's like it's like it's like life is something that's happening to you and you're something that's happening to it too and it's always a give and a take and I find myself like whenever I am in intense moments of like feeling overwhelmed by a situation or not being able to handle it that and this is another thing that Patrick taught me is coming back to the breath it's like one of your one truest greatest friends and like things that can protect you is is just coming back to that sacred breath like even just three breaths of just of, of you know 10 seconds in out whatever that when you come back to that sometimes your choices become more apparent to you of what you could do to to make a situation better or to choose what may be optimal is just taking that extra time instead of reacting and responding yeah that's a good point i i teach kriya yoga here and there to people which you know the man's law authoritative uh religious cult system tells says is you know makes me a bad person because i would dare to teach somebody kriya yoga which apparently belongs they they there's certain churches here the the like the uh, realization fellowship self-realization fellowship they think they own kriya yoga and the information and that nobody should ever just talk about it without going through them like they wouldn't even give me the information someone else did because I applied for it, and, they, and then one of the questions was if you have any, like, religious or spiritual practices uh, to list them. And I was like, well, shamanism and, you know, something else. And then they called me on the phone and asked me if I ever communicate with spirits or take psychedelics. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm going to a ceremony next week. Yep, I do that. And then they were like, well, our teachings aren't compatible with you. So they, they, they weren't going to send me the information, and I got, I got it from another person. So it's like the, these people, like, they're judging who is worthy of hearing the truth and then who is worthy of spiritual progress, prejudicing, and like then they're like not... They fucking know. Yeah, like, like they know. Just, uh, I hate that shit. When people, like, they get on, like, some kind of a guru spiritual... But it's really, it's a, it's a spiritual plateau, because if you think you know, you don't, you don't know. We can know things... But you don't know it all. There's no way to do it because it's always a mystery. Like, and anybody that says they know, run, dude. Like, it's not. It's not worth it because there's there's always going to be a myriad of ways you can gain that knowledge and that information. Like, I love Kriya. I do it for myself. I just bought the book and just learned myself. You know what I mean? And like, you don't need an institution. You don't need a school. You don't need any of this bullshit. Life is. You're in the universe. You're in the university of the universe. It's always going to give you the lessons you truly need. It's not going to give you more than you can take. Yeah, the reason I brought that up is because Kriya Yoga, like I've been doing it quite a bit today actually in the, in the car and uh, here and there. I do, I do it every day here and there, but you, you raise energy up your spine and you, like, you raise it to your crown chakra with your inhale on your breath. And, uh, you know, it, it has really neat effects. And one of the effects is it brings you into presence and it can clear, like, negative things or just stagnant energy. And it can get your energy, uh, your energy body, it can recharge it and it can draw energy into you that you might need to recharge. And it felt like it was making me less tired, you know, and it's almost like taking a big yawn. So, like, Chris was saying that just focusing on the breath is really helpful and 
and even doing that with the Kriya breaths, I, I find that to be very beneficial. Just another thing that you can start doing on a consistent basis that'll make your life better because it's like you get in, you get out what you put in in life and if you know that you shouldn't be drinking or you know that you shouldn't be watching internet porn and you still do it, well then you're still going to get the same shit you've always got. And if like if you really really try and it's really difficult and and you think you can't do it and then you start creating really good stuff to try to cope with it and you you actually legitimately start doing it less, well magically the universe just makes everything that much better in your life and then at some point you can leave it all behind and forget about it completely and that really is how it works and uh, that's sort of you know helping people by telling them that is part of the great work is because like a lot of people I think who are so trapped in addiction they really think that it's hopeless and they just can't ever get better and that they should they should just follow this negative wormhole down into their own grave like seems like sometimes people can give up hope i don't know but just sort of sharing them sharing your story even on the internet or just in person with other people and telling them yeah i used to do this terrible shit that always fucked me up and then i used to have all these horrible self-esteem and i used to like do things that you know i was just not proud of myself and then i would have like a schizophrenic like split personality because of it where I would insult myself and have this front personality for normal people that they would never know this secret person inside that always hates on himself right because but but I got all I got over all that and you can get over it it might take years and years and then like 15 peyote ceremonies but it works yeah well and like I've I've dealt with so much of that shit with myself because I'm super hard on myself and I've like, I've made a lot of progress, I think, in that in the past couple of years. And I can't tell you how much peyote ceremonies have actually helped me with that. And it's not even so much the medicine. It's, it's that circle. It's that listening to those people share their stories about how they fucked off their life and how they've hurt themselves or others. And, like, it's 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 really it's a, it's an amazing thing when you're sitting there and you're maybe you're not even talking to anybody, but you're just listening to, like, three or four conversations at once. And it all sounds like they're talking about you. It's like, like, man, that sounds like something I did in my life exactly. And they're sharing their, their pain and their, and, their, and their wisdom. And you can learn from that. And it's like, sometimes it's like so personal to you. It's like, man, you almost want to tell them to shut up when they're not even talking to you. But that is so valuable. And that's, that's what, like, keeping us all divided and, like, and, like striving towards all this fake bullshit that, that keeps perpetuating those kinds of stories and keeps us from actually connecting together and listening and just and just and spending that time to, to accept one another and love one another and like it makes it so much easier for you to accept yourself when you can accept those things and other people that you feel inside of yourself and you're like oh whoa I, I do that okay and you can sober up to it and be like wow okay but I can move past that because if they can do it I can do it and that's that's the strength of community yeah, and it is kind of weird how synchronicity works, especially at peyote ceremony, because, like, like you said, you start hearing a bunch of people talk all at the same time, and it is very, very reflective of your current thought processes and what you're thinking about and what sort of actions you're taking in the moment. It gets really, really trippy and very weird, 
Um, all the different psychedelics are all different, but the peyote is one of the, the one of the best ones, and it happens to be like available in the Missouri area. So, if you hear this and you feel like you need help in your life, that's just a great resource. That's not even that scary. It's not like you have to take any of it if you don't want. You can just hang out, and uh, you know, nobody's ever gotten hurt there, as far as I know. It's not like we just go there and box each other, or I don't know what. Some people, they, they get afraid of stuff like that. Who knows why? It's, my parents have problems with fear sometimes, but they've been getting over it because they see me going out there over and over again, and nobody's attacked me yet. Whenever I first went out there, they thought I was about to be mugged and raped and killed and, yeah. and stolen. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they thought. I don't know where they got that idea. But, uh, so, you know, that's why it's good to tell people about your experiences so that maybe they will follow like the white rabbit on the matrix or something yeah and that's that's the thing is being able to take other people's knowledge and or, or even their wisdom like knowledge or wisdom is knowledge applied in life it's like taking something you learn maybe from a book or you hear from somebody and then you apply it in your life and say does this work does this not work if it works or whatever you gain from it it's knowledge and you can always benefit from knowledge all the time and that's that's so much of what I found that space to be to be really good for. It's just gaining wisdom and knowledge that you can apply to your life and turn into wisdom. And I've I've never I've never felt like I was in danger in that space personally. And peyote is like water for your body. Like yeah, it, it might take a couple days for you to land after after a ceremony. Like because it's like whoa, what is my life sometimes because. You realize all the choices you're making in the ways that it's it's hurting you and other people and you gotta like take a second and be like whoa okay this is not optimal for myself and it takes a minute to re shift and refocus but ultimately you know it ends up being for your greater good anyway yeah I mean it's a long journey for sure journey of life sometimes I'm wondering if, if there is actually such a thing as death or if I mean there has to be because you see it all the time. They wouldn't just... But sometimes it seems like an illusion just because it seems like the life is so long. Like, I'm only, like, 31. And when you start combining it with psychedelic experiences, it seems like I've lived way, way, way longer than that and then just keeps going and going and going. And, uh... You know, with the new technologies and all of the available resources there's no reason you can't live longer than you could like if you start i drink like essential oils a drop or two a day of a bunch of different ones and i know that's gonna make me live longer right it's got to you so you just kind of choose the right things that are gonna help you and Yeah, I know. I, I think we got a lot out. I'm kind of slowing down a little bit, but... Some... I'm definitely... I'm, I'm really happy with what, we, what we've already got so far, and, like, you know, I'm, I'm down to keep going until we get there. I don't know you're going to want to get in your right-hand lane. Or, actually, you're good. You're okay. good. Okay. You're good. <laughs> um, yeah, man, it, it's... Life's crazy, and it's so beautiful, and it's so, it's so worth it to, like, take that time to really... Actually, 
life is worth it. Love is worth it. And there's so many decisions we make that are the antithesis of that. It just destroys us. It's like, it's like we're all obsessed with like not being complete or being fully human or whatever it is. Like, but it's what we're here for, you know. And that's one thing I found with plant medicines. You don't want to get your left lane, but that's it. Just shows you. It shows you a lot of times what your worth is and, and what you're capable of when you can set down your, uh, your, your doubt and your lack of faith in yourself and in, in the universe and in creation. And it's, it's, God, it's just like life is such an amazing journey. It's such an amazing thing to take advantage of. And especially if you're dealing with shit like, you're so hard on yourself to the point where you do want to commit suicide or you're dealing with things that are so fucking heavy that it seems like there's no way out of it but there's always a way out no matter what like that's that's really choosing that it's really not an option because like yeah there's the whole you're gonna want to take your next exit to on the Eats bridge you're right. in your right lane so there's there's always another option there's always a choice and it's kind of like what, um, what I'm trying to think of the comedian right now. <laughs> Bill Hicks. It's a choice between fear and love. In every single moment and situation, you can choose all of the things you know that are going to destroy yourself and just stay in that. Or you can take that extra breath. Like, you know what? No, I'm going to love the situation and just have faith and be patient for just a second, five extra seconds before I pull that trigger. And, and you might find that there's an incredible lesson you're going to turn right here. There's an incredible lesson that you can learn just by your own suffering and that what brought you there, it, it, it might, like, it's, it's the same thing as saying, like, in, in the, your deepest darkness is where your, treasure, your true treasures can lie, you know, and that sometimes it takes going all the way down there to see the roots of, of some of those things that happened to you, whether it's a trauma or um, just a, a distorted mindset that you didn't even understand where it came from. Yeah, and another part of it is even listening to your own advice sometimes because I talk about a lot of my opinions on what people should do on the podcast and then, then you know, it's sometimes you, you you hear yourself say these things and then you you see yourself go back into maybe the negative thought patterns or the negative emotions and you're like, well, I just said on the podcast yesterday not to be negative in your thinking <laughs> and here I am doing it again. You hold yourself accountable. That's why I really love getting into podcasting is it, it really... I'm speaking it into reality like it, it's usually the way that I actually feel and sometimes that's why it's so nice to like you know having a good friend to talk to is you might not really know how you feel until you speak it out loud like holy shit I really do feel that way you don't want to get in your left lane when this car passes but it's and then to have that recorded and, and to listen to yourself again you're like wow and you can hear the inflection in your voice and 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 how firmly you do or don't believe something and maybe be like, well, I was just kind of bullshitting myself when I said that, but most of the time not. When you're on a podcast or you're doing your own thing, you're like, well, it's kind of forcing you to be as honest as possible because you can be held accountable to it because somebody might come to you later and be like, hey, like I really resonate with what you said. What you said made a difference in my life or it helped uh, open my eyes to ways I was acting towards myself or treating myself and being able to like have actually made that change within people it, it usually has to come from a place of realness it can't just be bullshit it doesn't it doesn't seem to have the same effect because 
there's a certain passion or a certain energy in your voice that just makes it so. Yeah, definitely. And one of my strategies actually is to try to take care of all of my worldly duties and to stay on the path and avoid all of the things that screw me up. Specifically for the podcast, because I know if I if I don't do that and I try to make a podcast, well, people, it just won't be as effective, right? Or it won't have the intended manifestation. And that's that's another one of the cool things about podcasting is that it's a tool that the technology that we now have that used to only be given to uh, the media. You're gonna turn left and stop. Something. And it's able to affect the divine field. Meaning, when people hear it on uh, on their own computers and phones, it manifests real change in the world on a level that is unpredictable and quantum. So if you have a lot of listeners, then you now are actually able to speak reality into existence on a large scale. And that was... They don't even tell people that's how it works... And now that we all have the tools to do that, there's no reason not to take a, a little bit of advantage of it. And I don't even know how many people will even hear this podcast. I mean, obviously a lot, because more than usual, what I mean, is because it's going to be both on mine and Chris's. So that's twice the audience. And that sort of means that now we're both casting spells into reality. And I, I just, you know, if I'm going to be taking that... On the highway up here? Yeah. On the left? Yeah. If I'm going to be taking that kind of power in through my own voice, I want to be balanced and I want to make sure my emotions are good and uh, make sure I didn't have any poison the night before. Another thing that helps with the plant medicine, I just had a really nice DMT trip the other night. And one of the things, I get in touch with like spirits when I do that. And I saw a bunch of spirits or heard their voices and they were telling me that they all love me. So why don't... You know, why, why shouldn't I just love myself? It's, I mean, we all love you. Why not love yourself? Right? It seems so obvious. And I saw another spirit that someone later told me was the Green Man. Is, is apparently the name for this spirit. And I had never heard of the Green Man, but it's apparently a, a nature spirit that is like... What I saw was a really, really huge man that had a totally green face and green body. And he was sitting down, it seemed like... And he was really huge, like the green giant, you know. And he had a really kind of stern face, and he wasn't moving at all. His face, he looked like a statue. But I heard his voice, and he was saying that, you know, he could use some help with his uh, agenda of trying to fix the world and, and heal and, and create good things on Earth. And he was like, you know, if you have, he was speaking to me, and he said, if you have any knowledge or any way that you can help I, I mean look at me I'm a giant I'm a really huge giant powerful spiritual entity and I need help like if you if can help me out that'd be great we're trying to do things here and uh, you know it would be good for you to help us out and that kind of made me feel really good I was like wow they actually want my help that's cool it kind of makes you feel special you know when you get to be uh, doing things in the world that are beneficial and that are actually going to help help people out and help the planet out it's like what do you what would you rather do would you rather help things and look back and then say wow this is a lot nicer than it was when i was born here but they're not they're not castrating or what do they what do they do they chop the head of your penis off when you when you're born circumcising people anymore we fix that 
I mean, that's that well, right. It's not entirely fixed. People still do that bullshit. <laughs> well, I know. I mean, maybe when I'm maybe when I'm older, you know, if I cast enough spells on the internet, maybe they will stop doing that, and I'll be like, yeah, okay, we don't do we don't circumcise anymore. What else do we not do? The military's gone, and the police are gone, the government's gone. That's all. Well, we fixed that. That's good. We got more essential oils and cannabis, and seems like things uh, getting better in my life, right? The global situation may or may not be getting better. There's quite a bit that goes into that, right? So you, you got to see both sides of the coin, like see the uh, negative things that need to be fixed and also see the encouraging things that are good good vibes and good omens that tell you that you, you are on the right path and you are having an effect and it, it's not hopeless. And uh, you should just keep up the good work, and, and we'll, it'll continue getting more of these good good omens. I see a lot when I go running. Like, I see a lot of deer totems every single time I go running, and they're very they're very obviously totems because they like cross right in front of me. Sometimes, occasionally within like ten feet, and then sometimes they'll just sit there and look at me for, and I'll and I'll stop running and look right at them. And it, that happens about every time. And I, I just take that as a good omen. That, just, you know, kind of means I'm probably on the right path kind of thing. And I should just keep going running in the middle of the night. It's good. Good thing to do, I guess. You should, man. Because deer medicine is the best thing ever. Like, I I experience, well, I have a deer totem on my chest as a tattoo. Like, that's, that's I've went at a ceremony, you know, peyote ceremony of sweat. Like, I, I had an experience with a deer spirit. And it's like, hey, you want to you wanna become, like, fully who you are and, like, heal and like actually interact with um these other aspects of your higher nature and like and that's how i, I eventually found my name is Deerheart. like i just it just came to me one day it's not like i was given necessary i don't know what it was but it's just like here it is here's who you are it's part of who you are it's not all of who you are but it's part of who you are and i see deers and shit all the time but yeah like they're deers and one of my friends explained this really well like it's almost like uh, the <laughs> their antlers are always kind of touching the surroundings it's like an antenna almost and like when you really think about it we kind of have that too with each other there's like this this etheric neural network that expands outside of us that really is telepathic and that that way is way more advanced than cell phones and all this bullshit and it's just it's such a uh it's such an otherworldly thing in a in a sense to to tap into those aspects of our nature but it's absolutely there and you know, like, I, I had a very similar DMT experience as you. I mean, we were in the same room the other night. Like, so, like, I mean, we, were, we were all on a vibe. And, like, for me, my experiences was, was it was, like, almost like a, a similar reflection of the entity you're talking about. It's, like, that aspect of myself of, like, wanting to be that helper spirit for people and wanting to be a healer and wanting to help, like, actually help the world i'm not here to on a save the world program i can't do it all and i'm not even going to try like i'm going to do what i can is who i am i'm going to be who i am that's the best damn thing i could do you know is be the best version of myself that i could possibly be and help where i can and go where i'm called you know and god it's 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 and i remember just just laying there in that like where i could see both sides of the scale where like i could choose love or fear like i could see the fear is this whole fucking really nasty entity where I could see myself in a loop for a million years, like, going through those same patterns of self-doubt and, and, and self-destruction, and 
it's just it's just not worth it at all. And the other side of it's love. Like, hey, this is all the things you've been working so hard towards to be the best version of yourself. And just keep doing that. Keep doing that and keep helping that. And don't give up. Just don't give up on that. Because it's, it, but you can choose it. You can press that button. Oh, fuck me. You can press that button if you want to, but you don't have to. Sometimes it's just, oh, it's real tempting. Don't tempt me. That's always one of my lines from myself. Don't tempt me. You know, but... Well, it's not like it gets boring, right? I mean, you loving yourself, well, then the universe will open up more doors for you to get to bring in more abundance and more love. And like, it's not like it ever you you ever just hit the ceiling or anything where where you're like, well, I've I've mastered all of enlightenment, and now I'm just gonna go back to evil. <laughs> exactly, and that's the thing is like. Even enlightenment, I found in my own experience, you never become enlightened. You're always becoming enlightened. It's 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 enlightenment is a continuous process, and if you think you're enlightened, you're fucking wrong. You're just wrong. Like it's it because that would be boring. If you knew everything, then what what is left to mystery? And mystery is the most beautiful thing ever. It really is. It's like you will always learn. You will always be surprised. There's always more to learn. There's always more ways to grow. And if you quit growing, you die <laughs> yeah i've been working on this uh paradox about the word enlightenment itself whether or not it's a misnomer or if it is an accurate uh word like the right word to even use for the process of becoming better and and happier right because the implication is that if enlightenment is good, then darkness is bad. And the color black is must be bad, and the color of white must be good. But is that actually true? Because, for example, let's say you're about to go to bed at night, and you flick the light switch off. Did your room all of a sudden become lower consciousness and more evil and bad? Or is, or is that a misnomer and maybe we should start using different words? This is a paradox I've been trying yeah, to... I, to this, this shit's super fascinating because I, I really almost liken a lot of darkness to the mother. I mean, like, in the womb, it's dark. It's dark, warm, and wet. And that's how something is usually created. It's in that, that pressure and that alchemy. And, like, even look in the, at the entomology of the word alchemy. All, it's like... I don't, I don't even know what to say about all besides it's of the all and then chem, which is usually, it means black. It's, 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 it's the nature of the cube. It's, um, it is, I like chemistry. It's, it's, the chem is black also. And it's, it's the, the nature of nothingness of, of the mystery of ma'at, of, of space. That's kind of what I like it to. It's, it's like space. Space is a womb. Like we're all inside of space. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like that it, that invisible nature to it is part of like what creates everything. So like the space allows things to spiral, allows things to fi. It's like it's like the back end that allows things to be. And so if we're always thinking that that darkness is evil, then we're confused. It doesn't mean that evil doesn't exist, but it, but it's like it's a spectrum, and it's it's so hard to to say like you know that light, love, and all those things, it's like maybe another variation of darkness and evil and those things, it's like, or, or it's two sides of the same coin, because on, on certain times, it's just not the case, because evil's fucking evil, you know what I mean, like, it's the difference between, you know, darkness sometimes, and like, torture, you know what I mean, and like, murdering people, you're gonna want to take the Maryville exit up here, okay. 
159 to Maryville. It's the second exit on the right. So, like, yeah, it's, it's like, it's super fascinating, but, like, a lot of people get caught up in that, and that's also how we're so easy, easily manipulated, is anytime we see something that's dark or a cult or anything like that, we automatically assume it's about some fuck shit, and it's about some fuckery about people trying to control us and different things, but it's like, all, all these, these occults, Illuminati's, or whatever you want to call it, they just stole all these symbols and just twisted it and completely contorted our consciousness into thinking all these things aren't of some use to us, or, or, or at least... Uh, understanding what they are so we know like almost like the photo negative side of what things are we don't have to use all these spells or these whatever but we can at least know what it is and know like what is going to work for us or not and like I'm not at all in court you're going to get out of this yet I'm not at all you get get over yeah I'm not at all encouraging people to like to do black magic but you're always doing black magic we're doing black magic talking right here like language it's the it's the it is it comes from the cube. Like, you look at the English language, it's a derivative of Hebrew, and the Hebrew comes from the Star of David. It's just different, it's different angles of that star, which is, again, is the cube, which comes back to ma'at, and math, and, like, chemistry, and all those things, and it's frequency. It really gets down to frequency and relationship of, like, points in space. And, like, you could break it down to like just as, as simply as like, and I'm not saying that I know everything about how this all works. You're gonna watch and watch your speed up here. You know, like you're starting off with a single point of of in consciousness of nothingness, and then there's a point, and then you draw a circle around it, and then like you take another circle and you make a Vesica Pisces, and then it makes an eye, and then you like you have awareness, and then you put another one on there, and you start going in a spiral, and you have the Trinity, and then you have the four directions, and you have five, five, and then you have six hexagram, which creates the seed of life, and it just continuously creates that pattern, and that's what we can see evident in the physical reality. There is a structure. It's real, you know, and it kind of begs us to abide by it, or at least notice it, and yeah, there's ways people can do it on some fuck shit, like, they can use it to manipulate people and do horrible things, but that's what I said earlier, is that the mother, Pachamama, has so much love, ma'a, whatever, it will literally plant anything in its garden so we can learn. Yeah, that's a good one, and, uh, like, another example is Walter Russell has the theory on his books I've read one of his books The Secret of Light I think it's called and uh, he was saying that God thinks in two basic colors white and black right and that the black would be the feminine color and then the white the white sphere would be the masculine and the black box would be the feminine and um, if you're you know, if, if subconsciously you've sort of been programmed through the limited language system, because the language, it can be limited, and so that's why it's good to express what you're trying to say in many different um, word word choices, because, you know, things like that can get into people's subconscious, and then if, say, you know, black is a basic feminine color, if that's true, and then it's constantly being associated with black magic and dark occult evil and and uh, and um, then doesn't that sort of imply that women are evil and dark? <laughs> right, it disempowers women. It really did disempowers the feminine, and so we have this off balance archetype of, of like, and I'm not like trying to just dog on it because it's it's part of the physical reality. It's here with us, but like over polarization into into masculine. Uh, uh, patriarch like like a Jesus, a Buddha, and all those things doesn't mean we can't learn a shit ton from them and that they don't have important purposes to serve here, but it's not it. It's not all it. 
You know, there's oh, yeah. the, the, there's definitely the feminine. Like there's so much power in the feminine because it's earth. It's like it's nature. It's with the ground. It's the soil. It's it's everything. And and so is that all that white. Like it's and then then this place, this earth, like where we are, us speaking these things. It's the merger, the merger of all of that full spectrum of experience together. And that is such a treat to actually be able to to exist. Period. Right. And and the earth wouldn't couldn't manifest any life without the even more feminine polarized space around the earth and the sun. I think that's what Walter Russell calls the ultimate feminine is just vacuum space. And uh, like the sun, I think, is more masculine polarized than the earth is. So compared to the sun, the earth would be the mother. But really, sort of the space between the sun and the earth is... And on the surface of that interface, like on the ground and in the atmosphere, that's sort of where all the action is, it seems like. I don't know. I'm sure there's action underneath, too, I'm not aware of. I mean, that's where my action is, so... Right, and, like, you can see that even in the polarities, like... uh, You can take that into even, like, sun, moon, and earth. Like, you could say, like, yeah, there's there's tons of that feminine energy on earth, but, like, the moon is a very feminine... Seemingly a very feminine component... To what goes on in the dynamics of this earth through, through menstrual cycles, through titles, through through everything that has to do with recreation and through cycles, which is that that maintaining of that of those cycles and that that geometry is what allows life to even be cultivated in the first place. But both are necessary, both the sun and the moon, for there to be life on earth. So in a sense, like the earth is a merger between the relationship of the moon and the sun, spinning around a ball of rock really and like those archetypes condensing around something and and merging their energies together with it and then that's what even our beings are like you could be a man or you could be a woman but you're both masculine and feminine you're you're you contain both you know everything contains that yeah i would like it if we could just like push a button and then all of a sudden you're a physical female that would be kind of (laughs) cool and then switch back to being a male the next day well, maybe maybe that's sort of actually what the bigger picture of consciousness is, is that's what the whole entire purpose of death is that. So, you know, in one life you can be masculine polarized, and then in the next life if you get bored of that, well, then you die. You don't have to be stuck a male forever. <laughs> because right. to the bigger scheme of entire consciousness, one lifetime is not, I guess, that long. So it is sort of like you have a button that you can just push and switch back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. That's it. <laughs> that is that is a weird thing about like 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 that whole dynamic of death, like where that slides into everything, is it's it's just it's. And I'm not saying I know everything. I don't, but I've had enough. You know, for me personally, psychic psychedelic experiences where I've pretty much like died and like come back and like di- di- you you die like a million times and like come back to your like having to recreate yourself and like and see how it's possible that yeah like it could just be a, a transition or like a long you know uh water slide into into another existence of of uh like a diametric of what you are now like it, you can see how that could be entirely possible just ask anybody who's had a near-death experience like how how not afraid of death you have to be because at a certain point what are you going to do you're not going to come here and make it out alive there's no way you're going to die, you know, but like, who is you? <laughs> who depends on who's asking, I suppose. But like, really, like, 
what are we in a sense? It's like it's like are we just these physical bodies and like have we have a spirit and like does that continue on after we die? Who fucking really knows? You know, is it is it completely dissolved and like there's not a whole lot of people around to tell us, yeah, like I remember all my past incarnations and like yeah, there's there's people that say they remember things about past lives and all of that, but like we don't have a video of it's it's so hard to prove it and it's it, it protects itself that way, I think. Because it needs to remain somewhat of a mystery for it to be a, a kind of a game that's worth the candle, as like as Alan Watts would say. It's like it's it's mystery and more mystery. And if you know everything, then you've already had it. You know, like it, it's I don't know. I would rather things be, always be a surprise than to just know everything. And like you know, even before I die, to know where I'm going to go and what my projection is going to be. Is that like maybe. The, the mystery and the surprise of it could be better than anything I could have ever even imagined. Ever. Yeah, I mean, uh, being terrified of death would uh, be similar to being terrified of stubbing your toe. It's just like... Same it, as to being terrified of life. Right, I mean, it happens, you know? Like, it's not like you're trying to stub your toe or trying to, like, drive your car off a bridge, but sometimes it happens. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't, there's no... What are you going to do? Be afraid of it the whole time? That, right, right, I think. Exactly. And that's where we get back into addictions and all, and like, the and the self doubt and like all the shit is. It's a lot of it's just fear. It's fear of life. It's fear of 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 having faith in that everything is really gonna be okay, even if things seem fucked up. Like they really actually are still okay. It, well, even fear of change too. That too. Yeah. Exactly. And that's like I was saying earlier. Like, that's all that's ever actually happening is change, constantly. All right. No reason to be afraid of it. Just be afraid of your own shadow, kind of thing. Yeah, it's like being afraid of who you are. And that's that's a be- like, it's a really a beautiful thing to accept all those parts, to accept your shadow, to accept your your faults in your doubts, and to love it. Not to like, ooh, I like doubting myself. No, but like to love yourself for being human, for the fact that you have those lessons that. that sometimes you need a hard lesson and be grateful for it and if you're grateful for it you can it makes it easier to love it and appreciate it and that and sometimes even your traumas and things like that that happen to you it it makes it easier for you to be relatable to other people to help them through that their traumas are and like a lot of it is it's almost like the, the people that really want to to really help a lot of people or or have that kind of mission about them in life like they don't send in people that don't go through some shit yeah because if you don't like then what how can you really relate to those people sometimes and actually give them real life experience and wisdom to actually apply to their lives directly yeah and that's not a justification to just continue looking for trouble and causing yourself problems (laughs) you know as as a way well well Jimi Hendrix used to drink, and look how good at guitar he got. Maybe if I drink, I'll be super good at guitar. You know, that's that's just a way. Uh, the The entire purpose is is to overcome problems like that, right. not to just willfully choose to continue to be in problems as if somehow that's going to make you more poetic. It's like, you know, just re- there is such a thing as uh, becoming a better person in terms of your behavior and the way you feel and the choices you're making and I try to do my best I'm I'm becoming more and more better every day I really have been even Chris tells me that yeah, so dude, you've lit up so much like like I've been 
been seeing you at ceremony for a little over a year now and like each time i see you progressively light up more and more in the past few times man like you're a completely different person it's so beautiful to witness your own uh personal transformation and how much like fear and uh self-doubt and and like um self-destruction you le- you've let go of through love and through acceptance and through surrender and and gratitude for your process and I think that's that's another thing is like a lot of it's 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 having gratitude or or, or love for a situation it, it brings awareness awareness is so important for you to actually change something you need to be aware of the shit you're doing like it, otherwise it, you're oblivious and that's and that's then and then it makes it really difficult to change it because you don't see it but when you can like look at it love it appreciate it be grateful for it you can move on with your fucking life yeah and even just realizing that that's how it works and applying it is this is going to get you on the on the path if you're sort of a beginner is like if you're not even aware that you should be aware well the first step is to become aware that you should be aware and then try to become more aware yeah. and that's that's like one thing I, I meant to mention like way earlier when we were talking about like running a podcast and keeping yourself accountable like I've I've been like not in a good place to even begin to do a podcast in the past month or so and like I've had to get on my square about everything but at the same time like that is also what you're gonna turn left at this light it contributes to so much of my healing too is to be vulnerable and to share my personal story and my lessons and things that I'm going through because I'm definitely not perfect and I have a lot of room to grow I really do and I'm grateful for that and you know I don't like suffering I don't like making other people around me suffer but I'm definitely not perfect and I'm I accept that I I, I am perfect in my imperfection yeah I mean a big part of it is self self acceptance like Chris saw me struggling with the dragon and chasing the dragon and, and all this for a really really long time and I finally, at the last ceremony, started to become more accepting of myself because I realized that it, was, it wasn't even necessarily chasing the dragon that was the problem. It was the fact that I was getting so upset about never catching the dragon even when I'm chasing it. So, like, I just started to accept that... For, I just started to realize that I am supposed to chase the dragon sometimes. It's just that... It's more of a choice of enjoying it and accepting that. And, you know, it was an exception in and of itself to acknowledge that that it's okay for me to chase a dragon because I like it so much and it's fun. And uh, then when it stops being fun, then just stop chasing it. And then because I did have some kind of imbalance for a while and it had a lot to do with the dragon. And I've sort of got over that. So for my listeners, what it, what is the uh, the dragon for you? Because some, some of your listeners might know what it is, but what, how would you explain that for yourself? Well, the dragon is like um, an invisible kind of illusion that you think is going to make your entire life perfect and better. And like for a heroin addict, the dragon is more heroin. And that's sort of where the saying comes from, chase the dragon, is like the first time you had heroin, it was amazing. And then every other time after that you're just chasing some kind of dragon because it, it you want it to be like that first time but it never will be like that because that's not how it works so for me it wasn't heroin my sort of addiction or thing that i think that i had to have in order to be happy and have fun in life i think i always thought that i always had to have women or girls or sex or turn left you know feminine energy in my life after this
And so that sort of externalizes my power by definition to some another person, which can be a very dangerous, you know, imbalance. And then I I was so I would go after that for a long long period and I would never ever ever get it, right? And then then that would drive me crazy and it would make me hate myself. And it was it was part of where I got to all of that negative thinking and bad emotional addiction was beating myself up over the never catching the dragon and never having any relationships and what I wanted in that sexual aspect. Oh, this red band right there. Right here. So Eventually, I thought, well, maybe if I stop chasing the dragon, I'll catch the dragon. I don't know how, where I got that idea, but that in and of itself became this obsession. For a long time, for like many ceremonies, I had to, I was focusing on just not chasing the dragon. And I finally realized that, that that's not even the real solution here. It's just like sometimes the, you, it's natural to chase a dragon, and I shouldn't be ashamed of it. And it's it could be fun, and it's just like, you, you know, just get over, like... All the self-hate kind of thing. It was like, enjoy your life. Chase the dragon sometimes. It doesn't mean you have to catch it. And if you don't catch it, there's probably something else that you could do that's fun. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't chase, then maybe you're, you know, it might mean that you're less likely to catch it. And so if, if you want to catch it, then maybe you should chase because, you know, that might be more fun and interesting <laughs> than not chasing. And then sitting there and being like, well, I didn't chase a dragon. And... But I still don't have the dragon. Fuck. But, yeah, and then you are the dragon, but but it doesn't have to be a drag. <laughs> really right, right. Yeah. Just have fun. It's yeah. kind of the, what I started to accept. Is like, okay, so chase sometimes. It's fun. It, it can be fun. Especially when you catch it. But <laughs> if you don't catch it, just have fun. Either way, just have fun. That's kind of what I was... So I accepted myself for, you know, my dragon addiction. And, and I felt a lot better since then. And it's become less of an addiction because I have been feeling a lot better getting to more fundamental like things and moving on with my life right so getting over it you know move on to the next problems and bigger things and you know at some sometime i'll look back and i'll be like huh i used to have dragon problems can you imagine that <laughs> god damn that was terrible <laughs> i'm glad i don't have that problem anymore right, but right. i finally learned just like i look back now and i'm like huh i used to smoke weed all the fucking time that was so bad and then and and I used to I used to drink alcohol. I can't believe I fucking did that. Oh my god. <laughs> I would never do that now. I used to eat cheese. I used to eat cheeseburgers. God damn. They used to feed me McDonald's when I was a kid. See, we have made quite a bit of progress. When you look at it that way of just the things that you're not doing anymore. <laughs> right. That's one way to look at it. Yep. Oh man, it's been a real treat being able to have this drive with you and do a podcast. This is kind of like a, a kind of a different way to do a podcast. I've never done it on a drive like this, so I hope there's not too much background noise and all that, but it's been really nice because it's like just two dudes sitting in a car talking about shit, man. Like what's just being human and, and a lot of the struggles we go through and, and, and our adventures and actually really honestly trying to resolve it and the, and the, the challenges we face therein because it's not going to be easy whatsoever, but it's so worth it. And you're so worth it, and life is worth it. So don't give up on it, and don't give up on yourself. Don't ever give up. Right. Yeah. So Beautiful. that's it. I love you, man. Thank love you, for, you for taking the time and and for driving me here. We just arrived at my grandma's house, and so you you take take me. Chris did a good job taking my mind off the drive, and so it didn't even seem like yeah, it was like nothing. Know, it went it so like fast. Nothing. It went so fast. Normally, when I drive 
four hours, uh, it's just not good. <laughs> I, I try to use like, I try to use internet videos. That's what I'll do on the way back. Yeah. It's like um, seven. I I want to check his uh, Secret Energy website out. It's you totally should. It's brand new. I saw one video of it yesterday about cryptocurrency, and I was really impressed. So I'm gonna listen to a few of those on the way back. Oh man! Because I was wondering where he's been, but it yeah. turns out I think his stuff is on that Secret Energy website now. A lot, a lot. Honestly, a lot of his content's on YouTube. A lot of it's on YouTube. Yeah. There's thousands and thousands of hours I've personally listened to from YouTube. And he's actually got quite a bit about talking about the dragon and the alchemy and, like, the dynamics of his perspective on the dragon and how it ties into the Zodiac and, like, into our all our individual archetypes as beings and, and, and expressions. And yeah. There's so much information well, you can find about those things. He, he had a relationships video that I was going to watch on... So I'll probably see if I can't find that. His his website's all updated and new though. So nice. he's got a lot of his stuff on there yeah, now. That's that's www.secretenergy.com if anybody wants to check that out. It's a great resource for a lot of information on what's going on with this matrix and um and what we can do about it. Right. So well, well, talk to you next time. Thanks a lot, Chris. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. My, my podcast is called Dream Nexus Podcast. You can find me on YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook. I haven't been posting a ton of shit, but I'm about to really, really start organizing a lot of it and getting my life together. I'm at a different phase now, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, to sharing more and making it more uh, absorbable and, and, and really delivering it. So I would really appreciate if you checked it out and gave me some feedback on what I got going and... And, uh, and what's, what's the name of your podcast again? Yeah, on Apple Podcast app on the iPhone, it's called Nathan's Freedom Zone with an apostrophe S, Nathan's Freedom Zone. And on SoundCloud, it's uh, soundcloud.com slash crystal underspace spider. So. Awesome, yeah. Uh, guys on my podcast, definitely check him out. He's got some really awesome stuff talking about how we can also break out of this matrix and, and, and get over our bullshit. So... Love you guys. Thank you so much for taking the time tonight or whatever day or, you know, whatever. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, was good. good job, Chris. Uh, see you later. All right. See you.